The Fake Show is brought to you by Threads of Envy, the law firm of Hutchison and Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. Jonathan Kane is the longtime keyboardist for Journey, a band that got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2017 and has sold over 100 million records, making them one of the best-selling groups of all time. Jonathan has written or co-written many of Journey's hits, and now he has a brand new solo Christmas EP to talk about. Jonathan, welcome back to the show, and congratulations on your your uh, new Christmas EP called Christmas is Love. It's just great. I've heard some stuff. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's, uh, it was good you know, to get in the studio and get it done. It took a, a lot of snaggling on my days off to fly into Nashville and and then go back on the road and then fly back to Nashville and go back on the road. Uh, but, you know, I was able to uh, get what I was looking for. And uh, this is kind of a continuation of the 2017 album I did on Song Noel. And, um, you know, which uh, got a nod for a Grammy on the long list. That was... Uh, Pleased to, uh, yeah. to accomplish that much. Um, it's just something I had wanted to do, and I'm a Christmas elf, I guess. <laughs> I was a choir boy in the Catholic Church. I I sang all the Christmas songs at my house. Was this your handiwork in the studio? Yeah, I, I pretty much created this with uh, my partner, David Kelmusky, who uh, engineered and mixed it. We had uh, all the A-list Nashville cats playing on this this year. I felt why not? You know, and I just sold my studio to uh, uh, a 501C um, foundation. So I wanted to get in there and get, you know, some stuff in before it changed hands. And uh, so it was really a uh, sort of labor of love. And Wonder of Wonders was a single that was released a couple of years ago with the newsboys, Michael Tate. And it was sitting out there by itself as a single. And I thought, you know, it belongs on a collection. Five songs seems like just the right length to listen to. I, I like that a lot. By the way, yeah. Journey's residencies here in Las Vegas, you guys have done yeah. them with symphonies. That's that's pretty incredible. What does that feel like to have a symphony backing you up? Yeah, you know, we we were honored at the Hollywood Bowl uh, uh, probably about 10 years ago with the uh, YOLA uh, Youth Organization of L.A. They, um, they did a fundraiser, and we played with a 100-piece orchestra and a 40-piece choir. And uh, a, a gentleman named Sean, named O'Loughlin, uh, he scored all this music, and I got the charts from him. I, call, I called him, and I said, Sean, can we uh, can we resurrect these, these? And so he went ahead and arranged about 20 more Journey tracks for us. Uh, and, of course, Jennifer Lynn, um, lovely Jennifer, uh, she was able to put together Las Vegas's finest, you know, uh, for those shows, and it was a kind of a continuation of what we did at the Bowl. And it was great Favorite. stuff, and, and the fans eat it up. I mean, the tickets go so quickly for those residencies here. Um, I, I've always wondered, when Arnell Pineda joined the band, I think it was around 2007, what do you remember about the fans' initial reaction to him? Because it had to be very tough. Um, it was, a, I think, 95% acceptance, you know? Yeah. Um, there was probably only a few places that I can remember where it was like they weren't sold on him until the end of the show. And, you know, they, that's not Steve Perry. And, you know, <laughs> and, uh, but yet, you know, you, I can remember Nashville playing at the Bridgestone. They're just going crazy for him, you know? Um, so we, 
I, I say there was very little blowback or pushback on, you know, him being a Filipino. And in fact, GQ magazine did an article. They were going to try to rip us a new one, you know, and they came on the road and saw how, how cool Arnell was and how cool we were about having Arnell in the band. And they said at the end of the article, we, we were going to try to tear these guys up. And we, we can only say pretty awesome that you know, they took a chance on this kid. Um, and who else should be singing Don't Stop Believing but a homeless uh, Filipino that supported his family through the tough times, you know? Well, um, that's that's really w- well said. Um, and your own experience, what was that like when you joined Journey? Because to me as a fan, it appeared to be seamless. Yeah, it was, it was my dad's coaching, I think. You know, my father, you know, said, John, don't ever look back. You know, just look ahead. Don't ever second guess yourself. You know, just be the best you can be to shine. You know, make this band shine. Look at the pieces you have. You know, I was a baseball player all my life. Um, and I saw, you know, our lineup was extraordinary, the, the talent we had. And um, I had also the opportunity of being a fan, you know, uh, on the Babies Tour. I watched them for a whole tour. Yeah. And I watched them every night. I was able to say, you know what they're missing? They're not singing to their fans, you know? They're not singing the songs to them. So we need to write songs about their life, you know? And Don't Stop Believing uh, comes to mind, you know? Small-town girls and sick boys, you know? That comes to mind, certainly, and that's, a, you know, you spoke of your dad, who I, I believe he's the one who said that to you. You have written some of Journey's biggest hits that really are for the fans, like Faithfully and Who's Crying Now, Open Arms. Do those songs just flow from you, or is, or is it a real process for you to, to write those? Because they're, you know, after all these years, they're pretty iconic. Um, it was, you know, Steve's voice um, and the character that he was, um, the innocence, uh, the all-American innocence of the character of Steve Perry uh, was was profound when I joined. I wasn't going to change a thing. He already had a certain uh, character about him that he would never sing, you know, things that were too sexy. He would never sing, you know, sing those things. He would sing about Americana love and hope, you know, yeah. and, 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 and the days of the cruising days and, you know, summer nights, uh, they call you when you're a teenager and, and, and all, all, all the wonderful we, we shared a lot of the teenage uh, memories that even though he was, you know, in Fresno and I was in Chicago, we still recognized what was wholesome and good about the American life, you know. Uh, it, you know, we wanted to focus in on the positive and also, you know, you know, the conflicts that happen with lovers and, you know, and, and, and the resolve and hope and love at the end. You know, someday love will find you, you know. That was kind of our, our M.O., you know. So he, he already gave me a roadmap to follow. Uh, and he had a definite idea of what he wanted to sing. And with that voice, uh, it was pretty easy. You know? I, I had never heard you say that about him and how you write for someone. It's, that's really an interesting yeah. perspective. Much different than you know, John Wade was the vampire Lestat, you know. Anything went. Bad English was a complete turnaround, you know, lyrically. You know, we're, we're singing about sex, drugs, and rock and roll, you know. Uh, <laughs> right. But when you're writing... With Steve Perry, that's not the case. You know, you're not going to go there. And why should you? You know, we got wrapped a lot from the critics because we were too wholesome. We were, you know, uh, safe sex, you know, 
journey. And it served us well, and we're able to play these songs as we get old. And, you know, we don't have to go on the stage and sing a whole lot of love, you know. Uh, you can understand what Robert, Robert Plant, you know, probably a grandfather now, refrains from going there, you know. Uh, but these songs are songs we can get old with and still uh, sing to the youth. Uh, only the young can say uh, they're free to fly away. I mean, those those are timeless songs. And Perry used to say, timeless music takes time, John. So we took our time and we got it right. Love it. Jonathan Cain's new Christmas EP, Christmas is Love. It's out on all the major platforms. Jonathan, great talking to you, and, and hopefully I'll see you here in Vegas at some point in the future. Well, I'm sure it'll be in a couple of years. We'll, we'll go back around with Def Lebra. We'll see you then. All right, buddy. Nice talking to you. You know, I really enjoy Jonathan's earlier groups as well, Bad English and The Babies. Let's hope that journey is good going forward because there have been feelings within the band, especially between Jonathan and Neil Schoen, that are making things a little bit frosty at the moment. Well, that finishes this episode of the Fake Show podcast. Thanks again for listening. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you next time. Listen to the Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com. Fake Show.